Hello, everybody. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian, episode 171. Uh, the Killer. I think that's correct. That's the proper title, The Killer. Um, 2023. What we got here? November 10th on Netflix. October 27th, United States Select Theaters, I guess. Uh, David Fincher. So... We all know his uh, filmography with uh, Fight Club. He did Seven, right? Seven, did, uh, Zodiac, uh, mm. Girl of Dragon Tattoo, Social Network. He's got some bangers. Did he do Gone Girl? He did Gone Girl, yep. Mm, very underrated. That was awesome. Yeah, we just watched that uh, I don't know, probably sometime in October. That was the first time Sarah's ever seen it. It's a good movie. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, development of the graphic... No oh, it's a graphic novel. I thought it was just a book. Graphic novel adaptation began in 2007. Uh, Fincher later moved the project over to Netflix. Okay. Uh, cool rumor I did hear is that Brad Pitt was offered this. Mm. And he turned it down because of the darkness and the violence. Like, come on, Pitt. Since when? <laughs> since when <laughs> but I think Pitt could have killed it in this role uh, yeah, Fastbender's totally. very good though um, Fastbender's probably the most engaging best part of this yeah totally um, he starts off in a room ta telling you about the rules of being well, he doesn't specifically tell you but you infer the rules of being a hitman Mm -hmm. And he's going through them. And he's, uh, do not get into this line of work if you're easily, what's it say, bored? It's very yeah, boring. I, think I, I love the first line. I had to go, I watched the first like 20 minutes. Of this. I love, by the way, I love the first 20 minutes of this movie. I think it's fucking phenomenal. But, um, I went back and watched the first 20 minutes. And the first line of the movie is, um, it's amazing how physically exhausting it is to do absolutely nothing. I, like, <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, it's. I think they're warning us. Yeah, I think it's kind of a <laughs> metaphor for the movie because mm -hmm. this movie is pretty fucking boring. Mm. Uh, it's just kind of him doing a quiet voiceover to himself while doing these mundane remedial tasks that must be done in order to be an efficient and effective uh, killer. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was kind of funny. I was like, oh. He tells us right in the beginning. It's mm -hmm. like it's like it's gonna be boring. <laughs> it's like it's not it's not what you think it is. It's yeah. mostly planning and repetition and uh This isn't gonna be the gray man. <laughs> this is gonna be something yeah. very different. <clears throat> I guess that's more spy shit, but yeah. So he spends like four or five days just up in that room just watching somebody mm -hmm. through the window. He's got like a fucking sight on a gun without a gun on it yet. Uh, I found this stuff to be pretty interesting. I wasn't uh, super bored because you're just in it. You're just trying to get any new bit of information. Um, so I found that stuff really cool. Uh, so he's obviously, he's been hired to kill this guy across the street. And as we could tell through his, uh, mm, what would you call that? Investigation or um, tailing or whatever he's doing. Um that this guy has some high security. He's in this crazy building. There's always like people around, and he's just having to find something, a weakness. 
Um, so then he's going to kill him. Oh, and I, I like the... Yeah, so it's just a bunch of little great stuff. Like when he's sleeping. What, does he only sleep for like an hour at a an time? Hour, yeah, I think an hour at a time. He can look out the window. Nope, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like sleeping on like a fucking table or mm-hmm. some shit. Just like a hard-ass table. I don't know. Some good stuff. Uh, and then he's finally going to... He's putting together his gun. Seems like he's finally going to do it. He's got some chick in the room. And then she comes out in this crazy, like, whipster outfit. Yeah, some dominatrix. With a, spa- <laughs> with a, yeah. with a spanker. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he sits with a bad angle. And you can tell he's... He doesn't say anything, but you can tell he's like, fuck. Yeah. And he moves <laughs> to the other couch. And uh, gets it lined up. And he's like, it's not... What he says some weird... It's hard to remember, but... Some weird shit about shooting the gun. It's not hard to get a good shot. You just have to have your your uh what was it, your your pulse under sixty. Yeah, yeah. So you can mitigate the the trajectory change of uh vintage glass <laughs> or some shit. And at 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 this distance, bullet drop means nothing. And uh yeah. So he He's finally oh yeah and he's like I like to listen to music helps what do you say separate him from the from the, all the noise from, in his head or the conver- yeah the inner yeah, voice or something like that and from the event and uh, separate his his empathy um, so he's putting on music and that's pretty cool because you got the cool cuts where he, you're you're in his sight and it's loud and then you cut out and it's yeah, quiet. I loved it. Yeah. Cool. I don't think I've ever loved seen, it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure movies have done that, but nothing to this effect where it's like, yeah, every time it's his point of view, the music is like, it's like we are him. It's in our ears. And then every time it cuts out of that, it's like yeah. muted. I love that. <clears throat> yeah. It's like really loud too. It's like, you're just doing this, <laughs> that loud. It's all you, you can't hear anyone like maybe creeping up behind you or something. Mm-hmm. seems like not the best idea. <laughs> From what we know, how careful he is. So he takes the shot, and the dominatrix just happens to slightly move into trajectory right when it happens. Oh, she gets hit, and he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> uh, then all the security come in. They shut the curtains. I like how they shut the curtains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shut, the, shut the sheer curtains, you know. And I'm like, "Why the fuck didn't you take another shot?" Like, fuck, dude, you're fucked. I was yep. like, take another shot. No, it didn't. He leaves. And then uh, you get this really tense uh, escape where he ha- wraps up all his shit, gets all his shit in bags, backpack, puts on his motorcycle helmet, starts walking down the steps. And then like you, you get a lot of shots of him outside the steps, like looking down. And you get some shots at like inside his helmet, like his eyes with the color from the visor. And... <laughs> He's just breathing and walking and... Uh, he gets outside. He has all these devices. Like he can steal these rentable scooters. He's like, turns them on, unlocks the thing, grabs a little Vespa, uh, starts, and then the the police pull up, woo 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 woo, and he uh, bounces. Yeah, that's a little sound, of... <laughs> and it's like Italy or something. You know, the little tiny Venice streets, and it's got the little cobblestone, cobblestone and tiny, yeah. tiny little back alleyways. And he's taking him, and then I think a cop like, and he's, he's a cop sees him, and I don't know if they're, they wouldn't even know to look for someone 
at all. It'd be a big investigation before they figured out what was happening. But the cop, he sees it. And it's kind of going, stopping him. And he has to go down a little alleyway and do all this shit. What does he do? He Is this the where he, uh, how does he get rid of his shit? He always gets rid of his shit in a cool way. Uh, he, I think the first thing, he throws something in the gutter. It's unclear what he throws oh, away. Yeah, yeah. And then he, like, rolls up behind a, a garbage truck that's filling up garbage, and he, like, just tosses this fucking bag in the back. Boonk! Masterfully. <laughs> the garbage yeah. bag, man. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that scene, too, because it, it, um, it feels like you're watching a chase scene, but no one's actually chasing him. He's just trying to avoid uh, the cops. He's the chasing. Place, it feels like a chase scene, in a he's way. He's chasing, like, getting caught or making a mistake. Yeah, yeah. But no one, at this point, He's he's like chasing the future, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like someone will investigate this eventually, mm-hmm. and if what he does right now, oh yeah, I think he says something about that too. Like what I doubt, what I do in the moment secures my future and uh, something yeah. like that. But pretty cool. Uh, I love when he, he parks his Vespa, and the I, I think at this. I think when he misses, he says something like shit or fuck, but then there's no more dialogue for that whole Vespa scene. He gets out and he's like, well, that's never happened before. That's a first. And he says the WWJW, whatever. He's like, what would John Wilkes Booth do? This movie's actually like pretty funny and not like laugh at loud funny, but it's like some of his inner monologue stuff is pretty comical. It's like dry humor that I appreciated. Yeah. And, uh, then he makes a call, right, to, uh, I don't know, oh, god dang, it, not to his client, but it's obviously, like, his, to, his like, the middleman, yeah. yeah, something like that, and, uh, says, well, I missed, yeah. <laughs> you mean you missed, <laughs> that's never happened before, I know, <laughs> and, uh, well, we could do a contingency plan on what do we do, and they don't really go into, on the phone, what they're gonna do, you know, I'll do something. Just kind of leave it at that. And, uh, yeah, then from there, what happens? He goes home. Yeah. I think. To the, yeah, he, he's like report. on the, f- but even, everything he does is like a suspenseful, you're, you're, you live your whole life scared now mm-hmm. of everything. Like everything he does in the airport, he's, he's scanning, always scared, looking at the dog. Mm-hmm. And then he, and then every time he uses a card or a uh, ticket, it's a different name. Oh, hello, yeah. Mister Whatever. Oh and, yeah, uh, the guy he he suspects is like, I'm assuming he thinks he's gonna kill him. Like out the socks, he keeps like he thinks he's like yeah. following him or something because he goes to his hotel room and he like booby traps his door in a way for sound and he like he's waiting for that guy that he's been watching but he never does. So it, yeah, it kind of adds to that suspicious thing of like, is this guy out here to kill? Yeah, him? maybe not. Yeah, I think. He, I didn't get that. I didn't think he, he thought he was going to kill him. I, in my mind at the time, I just thought he suspects this guy to be what he is. Mm. Like, this guy's strange, a little bit different. I don't even want I don't want to be on the same flight as him. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't know what kind of heat he has. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's as good as me with his flashy. So I immediately picked him out. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I got from oh, him. But I, see, I, could, I see. But I could see what you're saying, too. Um, So he flies home. And then he goes home. He's up to his uh, gate. It's just all really cool stuff. He's up to his gate. He looks over to the side, 
And he, where does he live? Because they call him the Dominican Republican. That's yeah, his yeah. That's name. So he, he lives in the Dominican Republic. And he uh, looks over. There's some boot uh, prints with a shit ton of cigarettes butts right by it. And so he he gets suspicious and he gets out of his car, jumps his fence, grabs his gun first, starts like walking in this wooded path up to his house and uh, sees more footprints gets up to the house and there's like is it that same song playing that he was no this was uh, a different song portis had uh, a woman i don't know it's like an old 90s alternative song yeah but there's a loud ass song playing and then he's just clearing his house and uh you get the feeling that he's scared for somebody else like, yeah i was like okay is he gonna have a family or something and uh, no one's there but there's blood everywhere, and there's some weird things. Uh, so I can't remember what did he do. He got a f phone call, or he called, and then... I assume he... Th I think he called... I don't think he, it's actually revealed who he called, but I, th I assume that he just called, like, the local hospital or something and, and probably asked, like, you know, did so-and-so something. Because the next scene, he's at the hospital, so I just assume he called, like, a local yeah. hospital. <clears throat> and it's a shitty Nicaraguan uh, yeah. or Dominican Republic hospital. The power's all yeah, the lights always <laughs> flashing and shit. And uh, it's his, I assume, girlfriend or wife. I don't know, but her brother's there. You don't know who it is at first. And he's like, "Don't go in there. Don't let her see you. She's finally sleepy. She's so messed up, and she keeps asking about you." Uh, and then he's like, "My sister, you know." I always thought you could protect her. I've I've known something was wrong and something was weird, but I never asked. Mm -hmm. Okay? But is she going to be okay? And then it's like, you know, I'll never let any, anything like this happen again. Uh, so obviously the brother suspects something weird. Uh, and the, the, the woman obviously knows what he's doing because when she wakes up, she's like, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything about you. You would have been so proud. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, her face is like fucking demolished. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. She gets whooped. And uh... oh, she tells him a little bit because she saw. And so she says it's two people, a man and a woman. She reveals that they were in a green car with a light on top like a taxi. Um and at this point, Jesse was like, "Dude, this is so boring." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna. It seems like it's about to turn into a badass revenge flick. Mm -hmm. So we'll just hold on and give it a second here." <laughs> and uh, kinda, <laughs> it does. Yeah. But just like his rules, it's not what you think. Mm -hmm. Revenge and killing isn't what you think. It's a lot of boringness. Yeah. And waiting and watching. Preparation and yeah. Yeah. And so he goes to, I think he goes to the place where obviously he gets his contracts, right? And holds it up. And, uh, you know, she, she, he's got the, the woman who gives out the contracts or something. She's just got a Rolodex. It's just a Rolodex on her desk, and that's how this place works. Mm -hmm. And she gives him the, the folder, and it's got the address and some other info. and Because uh, he doesn't know who hired them yet. And then he 
figures out the 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 cab company info and goes down there uh that's pretty good he gets into the cab company has to figure out who was riding in the cab that night does he kill the guy at the cab company no he just in? leaves him on the floor and he makes it look like the the shop is just ransacked because he just starts like throwing randomly throwing shit around the room and then he just leaves the guy tied mm. up interesting uh, he spared him uh i was gonna say maybe it's because he didn't see his face but he did have his bare face revealed in the window when he was like let oh, me yeah. in and then he puts a mask on before he goes in uh so then he gets to this young cab driver who was driving that night and uh the young cab driver is pretty likable and you come to find out he had no idea he's like i did i just picked him up uh, they're on a private jet. Looked like a good fare. They had me go to this house way out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh, made me wait. I was about to leave, man. I'm like, nah, man. I don't care if the <laughs> if the the ticker's running. I I'm, I can't be here this long. And we're not supposed to leave. But I thought about leaving. <laughs> then they came back, and one of them had blood all over him and stuff. And I was like, oh no, nah, man. <laughs> but then he but then he tipped me good, and I was like, okay, dog. <laughs> it was like a story from that guy in Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, he could, yeah. He was just, I don't know, all of a sudden he felt, like, comfortable. Like, you could you could tell that, like, oh, okay, this guy doesn't want me. He wants my fare from that night. So I feel totally comfortable. Like, he's not going to do anything to me. I'm going to give him all the info. Yeah. And then he's going to see I have nothing to do with this, and I'm going to walk out of here. And then, uh, yeah, by the end of it, he gives him all the stuff. It's like, so what do we do now, man? I could just leave the keys. You could take the car, whatever. And then he just bah, Pop. pops him yep. <laughs> right through the fucking <laughs> ch chair and on. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Poor Leo. What a, what a meanie. Yeah, and then it's kind of cool because he, he makes the, the cab driver go to a specific spot. And then as he's leaving, mm. oh, he grabs the stereo to make it look like someone robbed him or whatever. But as he's walking on the street, you see his Jeep. So he already planned this whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those, again, planning and executing. Yeah, he takes the radio and it's like blaring as he walks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, d -d 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 where do we go from there? We go get the, the guy. Uh, yeah, we go. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention there's chapters. I think the first one was like Paris and it's the mm -hmm. mark or something. And the second one was Dominic Republic uh, hideout. And then I think we go to New Orleans to go meet his handler, which I think it's called the lawyer. It's like his side gig. He's like a defense attorney or something. But yeah, that's another great scene where he's like he goes to Ace Hardware and gets a bunch of shit. And you're like, what is all this? Oh, thing? yeah. And then um, he's like parked in a van outside of the lawyers and he's like recreating a recycle thing, a green recycle. And you're like, what does all this mean? And then all kind of like all the pieces starting to fit into place. Yeah, and he has this van in the storage shed with all his accoutrements oh, yeah. and different license plates from different states. So they just magnetize onto there. And uh, yeah, and he creates the recycle bin. And um, oh, yeah. And he's like, if I ever get killed. What are they going to think when they find my <laughs> storage shed storage on, on, on yeah. Storage Wars? <laughs> uh, yeah, so he goes and talks to the lawyer. Um, I don't remember much about that scene at all. Like, what were they talking about? Yeah, he was 
he's trying to find I think he suspects that his handler hired a couple people to, you know, clean up his mess. And so he's trying to figure out, get his revenge. Like, you know, okay, I know what you hire these two people. Who are they? I'm going to go kill them. And he, the lawyer doesn't give up anything. And he like puts fucking these huge nails into his chest, which I thought was kind of silly. Cause he like, he's laying down. He's like, all right, 180 pound man, non-smoker his whole life should last about six, seven minutes. And then the guy just immediately dies and he's like, shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then he steals, he, uh, he kidnaps his, um, his, uh, what's the, the lady that sits out front secretary. And then, um, oh, yeah. takes it, takes her back to her house where she has that system that you were talking about. And then she basically gives up, um, the two assassins oh, yeah, that, that, uh, that they hired. <clears throat> Yeah, and then he pops her in the head. Or no, he snaps her neck. Snaps her neck right? and pushes her down the stairs. <laughs> top of the stairs. <laughs> Damn. So now he's got the guy. He's going to the guy first. And it's a... Uh... He follows the guy around and sees the guy going to... I forget where does he go. Like some clubs and stuff yeah, like around Like a casino town. or something? Yeah, and drops his friend off. and So I don't remember exactly... How he meets up with the guy. Oh, he just follows him, and then he sees where he goes home. And he notices he's got a giant pit bull. So uh, he goes to the store, and then you see just a bunch of, like, NyQuil and sleep aids and mm -hmm. package of ground beef. And he walks up and starts throwing things over the fence. And uh, I love how realistic it is because we've seen that so many times, and it's always and like pass the first out. thing, and, and it always it's always the first thing that gives the dog, and it passes out. But in this movie, like the dog is not having it; <laughs> it's just like, rah, 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 rah. and you like throw this thing, and the dog looks over, and then, rah, 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 rah. I thought it's funny. I was like, is this not going to work? And eventually, it does. But it like I just thought it was interesting that it took like three or four chucks of something to yeah. To and usually, in. the dog passes out immediately, mm -hmm. but in this, he gives him the stuff, and he. The guy calls his dog back because he's barking. He goes and sits behind like the car and leans on it. And then it's like two or three hours of him standing there. You can tell. <laughs> and then finally he's like, he stops hearing anything. And he, then he goes in the house. And uh, he goes in the house, tries to sneak up on him. Doesn't quite work out that well. I can't remember why, but doesn't. And then they start fighting. And then he's like, oh, you chose the wrong fucking house, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he drops his gun, and then it's just a fucking brawl. It's like a... Uh, what the fuck is that show? Mm, DC on HBO, The Peacemaker. It's like a fucking fight mm -hmm. from that. It's just like t t 10 minutes or so of just like throwing each other into things and breaking yeah. things. Like it's a, it's like a Terminator fight. Yeah. <laughs> Put them up against the wall and <laughs> crash through it. It's pretty intense. It's probably the best part of the movie. It's yeah. like really long, drung out fight. No, if he, he finds himself in the kitchen behind like a big island with all these drawers and he like behind, he pulls one out and just reaches his hand without looking, grabs an object and it's like a, a grater or something. He's like, God damn it. Well, that's because he that guy was able to get his gun. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, he, he knows he has a gun. I'm going to need something. 
And then, yeah, cheese grater. And he's like, <laughs> fuck it. He just used it as a distraction and throws it one way and goes the other way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they're fighting. And uh, Fastbender's, or the killer, is much smaller. So finally, the bigger, crazy dude uh, realizes, what the fuck, man? How come this guy is fighting so good? And he's such a tiny dude. And he got in my house and did all this. And followed him and figured out all this stuff and he's like are you are you the dominican republican yeah <laughs> you must be <laughs> you're him aren't you and uh yeah they continue fighting i don't remember i mean specific beats in the fight but it just goes on and yeah, on. yeah it's just a brutal fucking slugfest yeah yeah oh yeah eventually fucking he gets like the fire poker and he just swings at the big guy and like hits him in the legs, like goes mm -hmm. in and out and just starts bleeding, hits him in an arm, goes in and out. He's like hits him a couple times with the poker and he's just poking him, holes in him, and he's still just coming. <laughs> he's still just coming full speed. <laughs> and uh how how does he finally kill him? He cuz he locks himself in a he puts himself in a room, right? After he's like poked. And the guy's uh, going to the door, and he's like, ugh, ugh. And uh, he's just covered in blood. And he, I think, yeah, would he get poked in the ass or something by something? Because then there's, like, blood pooling in his crotch. Oh, yeah. I think something did kind of silly remember. like that happened during the fight. I don't I remember what it was. Yeah. He got poked in the ass. And I don't know if he's fell on that coffee table yet at this point. Um, But, yeah, he goes, gets in that room. And I'm drawing a blank on how he finally defeats this guy. I think, uh, yeah, he finds himself in a room, and there's like a bathroom that leads into that room. <clears throat> I think at this point, <clears throat> excuse me, I think he's called the Brute in the movie. I don't think he's actually given a name, but the Brute's like covered in blood. This is where you get the behind the door, walking through the bathroom, like, you must be him. And I think the killer is in the room, and he like looks under the bed and sees a handgun underneath the bed, and he just picks up the handgun and shoots through the door, and then you just hear a drop. I think that's how it ends. If I remember right, I think that's how it ends. Huh. Then at one point, he, uh, I think that's how how he was bleeding from his ass. Like, he kicks him backwards, and he falls on a broken leg of a table. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> like, ah! right, it, like, impales his ass. <laughs> <He's> like, ah! <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, yeah, so he's done. And uh, he goes outside, and the dog is awake now, and finally... And then, like, goes, sniffs the owner, like, oh! <laughs> like, chases him out. Uh, he outruns the dog, hops a fence, and throws a Molotov into the house. And then I was like, oh, man, what about the dog, though? Yeah. You know, stupid dog might try to go back to the house. <laughs> I hope the dog made it. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he moves on. I think he does some cool cleanup stuff. After that, doesn't he? Is this when he like throws his phone underneath a street sweeper and stuff? He breaks like seven phones. Yeah. Or five phones in the movie every time he just had one conversation. He just wow, cracks it. <laughs> Stomps on throws it. Throws a SIM card. And it's like, yeah, he's going through phones like no other. Yeah, I think at this point he goes to New York to get the second hitman, which he knows is a, a woman. Um, mm -hmm. And I love the first time. That looks another, like a Q-tip. Yeah, I was going to say, another like dry humor thing. Like, Leo said she looked like a tall Q-tip, and he wasn't far off. Mm -hmm. And it's a, 
what's her, the hell's her name? Swizdale? Twizdale? Uh, Tilda Swinton. Something like that. Swin- <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> Samsonite. Samsonite. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> the albino rhino. <laughs> Tilda. Uh, and he's following her around, getting her whereabouts. Um, what do he do? He gets her at a restaurant, a fancy ass restaurant, and just sits down with her, and puts the gun, shows her it, and then has it under the table. And she's like, "Wow, of all the places you follow me to and could have done, you chose this <laughs> in public." That's very bold of you. <laughs> it's like if I were to scream right now, you'd get me. And you'd get away, most likely. But it'd be very difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he just never says anything. Yeah, he doesn't, I don't think he says. He may say like one or two words, but the whole time yeah, he just sits there, blank face. Like, do you mind if I have a drink? And the waiter comes over. Give me a flight of whiskeys and the, the, my bottle. By drink, I meant drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, do you hear? The chef brings me all this. Try this. It's like, you're going to turn down this amazing food on my during my last supper? Like, come on. And, uh, yeah, how do they get... Okay, yeah, they just leave eventually. Yeah, I think she just accepts her fate kind of deal. Um, Yeah, and it seems like he starts... Because this whole thing is like, don't have empathy. Empathy is weakness. You know, I don't... uh, I think in the the beginning, opening 20 minutes during the assassin, all that fucking dialogue, I think at some point it says something like, I don't give a shit who I'm going to kill. I don't... I don't wave any flag. I don't have any biases. Like, the thing that makes me effective in my job is I don't give a fuck. Um, Yeah. I think in this moment he starts to have a little empathy because I think he realized the more she's talking, cause he doesn't say much. I think the more she's talking, the more he realizes that they're alike. There, there's a lot of similarities between how they do their job. Um, even she's like, for what it's worth, you know, I didn't want it to go that way in your hideout. The guy that I was with, I did not, you know, like his yeah. tactics that was fucked up. So for what it's uh, worth. Yeah. I wouldn't have attacked the, yeah. the family or the girl. Um, so. But yeah, I think she just kind of accepts the situation and um, I, I guess it's time and then they get up and leave together. Yeah, and she's like, you... And she says some interesting stuff on the walk. She's like, you could uh, have me slip and fall on the ice right here and all this other stuff. I don't know what she's exactly doing. Trying to get out of a gunshot or something. Um, but yeah, he's starting to uh, get some empathy because he's starting to talk more to her. Yeah. And uh, she's just playing the game, obviously. She's just like him, but in this moment, he's kind of weakening just a little bit on his rules. And she is just playing him like a fiddle because then she, oh, slips. Oh, help a girl up, won't you? And has her hand out. And then he's like, Never trust anyone. Yeah. <laughs> just shoots her in the head. <laughs> Done. <clears throat> and you get a nice close-up of a bullet going through a head. Uh, and then she <clears throat> falls to the ground. You see in her other hand she had a knife. Yeah. And he realizes he almost lapsed. Mm-hmm. Like he very easily could have helped her up. So now he's got to get the client. And it's like the, it's like the, it's like a Jeff Bezos kind of character. It's kind yeah. of an Amazon mogul. Something like that. And he's following him around, and he gets to uh, uh, 
it's like a fucking five star gym. It's like a hotel. You gotta clock <laughs> in and fucking everything is like there's like butlers and waiters, but it's a gym. And he signs up for a membership and uh he goes there. He meets him there. What is he? He like breaks he into his locker. He steals the janitor's. Oh yeah, he he doesn't confront him at the gym, does he? <clears throat> no. Or does I think he just sneaks into his locker and grabs his phone or something. He he get, gains some information from his locker. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah, and then his goes to his house, which is a crazy secure building. And I don't how does he get he gets in but as simple as like somebody leaving and him just walking in the door. Isn't that what it was? He bought he bought some sort of like he goes to the door and he realizes he can't get in, so he like pulls up Amazon and you see the little Amazon cart. So he orders some device and he goes and picks it up at an Amazon locker. I don't remember like that device. It was a key fob duplicator. <clears throat> mm. But when he gets in, it's like super secure building, and he's like, uh, "But I was able to get in because of Postmates." Yeah, because he wanted a fucking watermelon <laughs> <laughs> or something, <laughs> and so he just sneaks in with Postmates or something like that, mm -hmm. and uh, gets to his. Oh, I just spilled coffee on my nose. <laughs> gets to his room, his penthouse, and uh, what is he? he? Just confronts him right in the living room or something or in the kitchen. Yeah, or he sit down, and he's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "I just wanted to know if we have a problem." And because he knows he paid to get him killed, he said, "I don't know who you are, man. I don't have a problem with you." It's like really, and then he goes into some other. I can't remember what he says to kind of coax him into knowing what he's talking. Oh, about. he puts the uh, he puts the oh cards yeah yeah on yeah the table the hitman cards or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, I love the idea that this guy literally had no idea why the killer was there or why anyone wanted to kill him. It was like it took him a long time for the light bulb to turn. Like, oh yeah." Like he's so he's like, nonchalant about it. <clears throat> he's like, I don't keep cash here, man. So, <laughs> um, but I could order some. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Then he's like, Oh man, there's no hard feelings. It's because he doesn't realize. Like, he doesn't even know who he is. He's too high above. Even when he orders someone killed, he barely even knows who the person he's killing is. Yeah. He's obviously he ordered a hit against some other mogul because yeah. the other hit was obviously like another Amazon. Probably let's say he's the Amazon guy. The other guy was the fucking Walmart guy, mm -hmm. right? He's trying to take out the head of the the other giant fucking corporation. There's Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg versus Bezos, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and uh, it didn't work out. And he's like, "Yeah, I got a call and said it didn't work out." And I said, "What do you mean?" How does that happen? And then, the, you know, the handler told me, well, it's never happened. And so I asked, well, what can we do about this at this point? And he told me, well, we can have a contingency plan. We can clean everything up and uh, basically saying they'll kill the killer so nobody knows. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> you kill the killer. The killer's killed the killer. It's always a fucking someone yeah. knows. <laughs> it's not that clean. And, uh, like we'll, we'll give you insurance that this won't blow back. That like this won't come back to you. Basically, is is the yeah yeah. But I don't think the fucking killers even know the client when that happens. So what do you mean? You know what I mean? 
But uh, anyways, that's why. And he's like, no, I didn't. I didn't care. He just told me that's the way it works. So that's what we did. It's like, no, I have no problem with you at all. And uh, oh, he he doesn't kill him, does he? No, he says like, keep your fucking mouth shut, or I'll come in here. I'll I'll poison your thing. I will do it. Like after all this, yeah, he kills the cabbie. (laughs) <laughs> who has nothing to do with it, bro, and was likable, but he won't kill the guy who paid for him to be murdered. <laughs> it's like, what kind of moralistic bullshit? He's like, well, I knew he was going to give me more business, so I couldn't <laughs> bite the hand that feeds me, but I wanted to teach him a lesson. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, he's like, whatever, on, I'll put I'll put something on one of your fucking apples. And yeah. Like, you think... You won't know what torture is until you've had your face decompose over days and weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look how easy it was for me to get in here. And, uh, yeah, he just leaves. And that's it. But then we got prologue. And the prologue is just like him and the girl sitting in lawn chairs at a beach. Was there even was, any um, dialogue? <laughs> yeah, there was, I don't remember what it was, but there is, there's some inner monologue stuff about, I think you keep circling back to the whole, like, uh, what is it? The, the few take advantage of the many and it keeps kind of like mm. coming back to this, make sure you're the few, not the many. And I, I think he comes back to that point at the end, or at least that has something to do with it. Yeah. <clears throat> I, mean, I think what he's saying is he's out of the line of work. Yeah. Because I'm just enjoying my life, just like what I am, one of the many. Mm-hmm. And he's just, I think, so he's just vacationing and giving up on all that. It's kind of what I got from it. And then, it, boom, we're out. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Interesting. A little boring. Uh, <coughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much just the gravitas of Michael Fassbender and the, the unique... Uh, editing and filmmaking style, yeah, totally. Of Fincher, that's keeping you in this at all, yeah. Um, very small scope. It's a, uh, I don't know. Unlike most of his movies, I think most of his movies are very um, cast driven. They got a lot of characters working that you that are really interesting this one's got one pretty much one um and so yeah i didn't have any expectations when you told me i didn't even i didn't even know who david fincher was i was like oh, oh some director brian likes him probably does some fucking weird movies <laughs> so i looked him up i was like oh okay fight fight club yeah, guy yeah. <laughs> i was like okay yeah that's cool i'll check that out and uh yeah it was a little disappointing i just was hoping for more from a movie called The Killer. And all I knew about it was it's called The Killer and it's about a hitman. So I'm thinking I'm going to have something like Heat or something, just going through a mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy action movie or something. So very subdued uh, compared to what I thought. But I think it's... Mm, I'd probably give it like a 7.2. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I really liked it. I didn't love it. Um, I don't think this is like David Fincher at his best. Um, yeah, I mean, 
kind of like you said, I think that the the drive of this movie is just the strong character and the and the writing. I guess like I think it does a really good job of like not a lot of things happen in this movie. It's kind of it is kind of mundane, but it's still entertaining because the dialogue and his inner monologue and the visuals um, yeah. keep it pretty pretty entertaining. So you're not too bored at all times. Um, I love. Uh, I love how this movie starts. Like I'm so used to watching movies and shows on Netflix. You get dum and then you get like a fade in with the studios. This movie literally after the dumb, it just goes broop. Like you're right into the movie. I don't think I've ever experienced that on like a Netflix, anything on Netflix like that before. Um, it was just like literally right after that Netflix logo, the movie just goes into credits. I'm like, Oh, we're not wasting any time. Um, I love the 20, the first 20 minutes of this movie where it's just him waiting around and you just get to know him as a character because it's just 20 minutes of his inner monologue rambles of what it is to be a killer and all that. I thought that was really cool. Um, I do appreciate how simple the movie is. I think a lot of movies kind of get bogged down by like, you got to have the double crossings. Oh, this goes all the way to the top. And like, I think movies can get a little too more complicated, you know, than it needs to be. This movie is very simple, but at the same time, there's I don't think there's enough that it's like that entertaining. So there's like a good balance there. I don't know if it quite makes it, but I do appreciate how it just simple. The story is just a simple revenge movie. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, again, I don't think it's any of his best. It's not a bad movie by any means. I think people should check it out. I don't know if a general audience member will have enough patience for it. Um, hopefully the visuals and the, and the character could help. I don't, I don't know what the audience score is on Rotten Tomatoes, but I imagine um it's probably in the middle section somewhere 50s 60s i can't see like a general audience member you know being too captivated by it but <clears throat> i don't know i liked it um i was coming in today with like a 7.8 so we're kind of both in that seven range i don't think it's as, like a, a solid eight movie i think i even go back to that fight scene which i do agree is a, a exhilarating fight scene i don't know how if you felt the same way but I felt like there was a lot of like computer stuff in that fight. Like it was hard to tell because the whole fight's dark. But some of the movements seemed weird to me, and it kept taking me out of the fight. I'm like, am I? What am I watching? Is that a CG character? Is that? Are they in the space that they're fighting in? Like there was something off about that fight scene. I don't know if you felt the same. Like I would love to see like a making of, but it yeah. just seemed weird to me. Um, so I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of. That kind of bummed me out because I kept going in and out of the fight. Like, oh, this is cool. Like, wait, what? What the fuck is that CG? Is that computer? What? Oh, this is cool again. So I kind of, I was kind of on a roller coaster with that fight scene. I just wished it was executed a little bit better. It's where I didn't, wasn't taking myself out of that fight scene. Um, but yeah, I think the movie's kind of silly. Uh, uh, I think some of the dialogue is really silly. It, and it is good dialogue. Like, it's not like Tarantino dialogue where it's juicy and you remember it. Like, there's not a lot of lines I remember from this movie. But in the moment when he's saying them, I'm like, oh, that's funny, or that's clever, or that's interesting. Like, uh, um, the only reason I remember this one is because I was, like I said, I watched the first 20 minutes again. But I love the line where he's like, 1.8, you know, million, billion people, or million people or something die every mm -hmm. second. 4.8 million people are born in the very same second. Yeah. Nothing that I do will make a dent in any of these numbers. I was like, that's that's a fun, clever little line. Um but yeah, 7.8 for me. I thought it was a, a fun fun little movie, but not great, but yeah. Yeah, 7.2, 7.8. If you're a Fincher fan, check it out. If not, uh, probably still check it out. I think it could get you. It just depends. Yeah. Um, and we didn't even mention that the, one of the coolest parts that we forgot about. 
was how he ended up utilizing the uh, recycled guy. And oh, yeah, yeah. Because he kills the chick, and he's like, sometimes if you have a big problem, you need to cut it into smaller parts and solve the smaller problems. And he's like, it's usually good to use a saw. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. cuts up the body, and he's got some of it in the the recyclable things we can bring it out to his car and then he like what is he like goes to a a, a bridge and has a bucket and just kind of knocks it into the water oh the barge like, yeah he like drives onto a barge and then oh yeah yeah, yeah a barge yeah so it's out in the middle of the water and she, she's like what was in the bucket and it's like i assume her head is yeah. what i'm thinking <laughs> i was thinking the same and thing then, i was actually going to ask you the, the as you were mentioning this the thought ca crossed my mind like what was in that bucket as i was watching it, I, was like, I don't remember what was in that because they don't show yeah, it. I, yeah i would think it would start her head um i don't remember what he actually does with the full uh recyclable container or if we I go into much detail i think that. it's actually just the guy because i think he snaps her neck and she falls i think the the idea is that oh yeah yeah, yeah. snaps her neck so right. it looks like she broke her neck but so i think that's just the lawyer guy but yeah, he he takes the the dumpster like below a bridge and like buries it or something or dumps it into a hole. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, seven point two, seven point eight. Check it out. It's on Netflix, so that's good. You don't gotta, you know, go out to the theater or anything for this one. Mm. Uh, you could, but I, I think it's pretty dang limited release. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we appreciate you coming by. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, we appreciate it. Every Sunday, Brian versus Brian. Until the next V's, we're going to tell you, peace. Peace. <laughs>